existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum, this is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing... 1970 versus 2000. The year of my birth, 2000, of course. And the year of your death. 1970. Um, but before we get into it, we're going to do a very brief recap of the Emmy winners, uh, see how wrong we were, if I can even remember what we... I don't. I don't care about that. I just more wanted to talk about the show. If you thought it was funny, or if you enjoyed any bits from it. Um. Well, as we were just talking about off air, the Julia Louis Dreyfus and Brian Cranston bit was funny. Yeah, I like that a lot. I thought uh, Seth Meyers' opening monologue was funny, but then just like all these shows, like that's basically all he gets, and then and then he doesn't really do much for the rest of the show. Well, I thought he was particularly unfunny throughout the show, but I missed his opening monologue, so I might have missed his best bit. You did. I, yeah. But I I don't think... I don't like him that much, I guess. He smiles too much. Yeah. Like the Joker. Yeah, happy people, man. Just, uh, yeah, I, but his eyes aren't smiling. No, his eyes are conniving. Just his teeth. Uh, Well, let's go through real quick. Uh, so, winner for drama series was Breaking Bad. Surprising, I think we both thought True Detective would win. Um, lead actor Brian Cranston also surprising because I thought I thought everybody thought Matthew McConaughey was going to win, including Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Oh, he did. He had his his uh, speech loaded. You could see yep. it, see that in his eyes. Um, oh, best speech I thought was the one from the Modern Family Guy that cracked me up, where he said it was from the kids. Oh, uh, was it Ty Burrell? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember his speech? Vaguely. He's, he, he Yo, his his speech was written by the kids, right? Yeah. He said this. Th- well, I, yeah, he said this was written by the kids and was pretty much insulting to all the adults on the show. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, outstanding lead actress Juliana Margulies, who I think we might have said. Uh, comedy series Modern Family, kind of. Kind of. wasn't big. At least it wasn't Big Bang Theory. That's true. It wasn't Big Bang. Um, but. For lead actor in a comedy series, it was Jim Parsons when I, I would have taken anybody else. Although, really, they didn't have a very strong category for lead actor. Like, there was no, uh, what's his name, Andy Samberg or, right. you know, it was like Matt LeBlanc and Don Cheadle and Louis C.K. and William H. Macy and Ricky Gervais. So, um, uh, lead actress was Julia Louis-Dreyfus, so that was fine. It, it had to be either her or Amy Poehler. Probably should have been Amy Poehler, but this this year will be Amy Poehler again. Hopefully. Yeah, it'll they'll keep going back and forth. Um, although I think it's going to be Veep's last season too. So oh, I didn't know that. I know it's Parks and Rec's last season. Oh, that'll be a rough one then. Um, miniseries Maybe. Fargo, of course. Um, oh, but lead actor in a miniseries or movie was Benedict Cumberbatch, which was funny because both Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman won for Sherlock. Yeah, and and we thought for sure Billy Bob Thornton was going to win this one. Um, yeah, I I I don't know if I was sure he would win, but I definitely didn't think Bender, but I didn't think Sherlock Holmes would win for sure. Lead actress uh, Jessica Lange. Don't think we even watched any of those. Uh, yeah, the Normal Heart. There's a real shock. 
for best. Oh no! What the real shock was every single acting nomination for that lost. Yeah, but then it won the thing. Uh, Colbert yeah. Report won again. That was exciting and fun. Nice. Yeah. And then they had that bit at the opening of the following days, Colbert, which was great. Did you see that with uh, Jeff Bridges? Yeah, I did. Where the, the pre-recorded one. Yeah, they, they had a recording from a couple weeks before, and Colbert's like, "What do you think I should do? Do you think I should come and do the show?" And he's like, "No, man." He's like, "I'll I'll do a recording, and then you can, if I want, I'll sort." And then they just showed the selfie recording he did at the show, and like on, to, on in the phone, on and Colbert was holding. So it was kind of funny. I have to say, uh, Jeff Bridges is a good actor. I like watching him. I never need to hear him talk. I like him hearing him talk, talk show ever again. I, I like it. It's like you're. It's like listening to your hippie uncle at a barbecue, <laughs> and it's after a while it gets a little tiresome. Yeah, but it takes a lot, so I enjoy it. Um, outstanding actor, supporting actor in a drama series was Aaron Paul, Breaking Bad. So the Dink once again shut out. Actually, I think this is the first time he was nominated. So, um, supporting actress Anna Gunn. Break. So Breaking Bad really kicked a lot of ass. Yeah. Uh, when everybody thought it was going to be True Detective, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Well, True Detective uh, writer won, and that might have been the one person nobody wanted to win. Yeah, after after they even mentioned it, like Woody Harrelson made a joke about the plagiarism stuff. Oh, I didn't know about the plagiarism stuff. Oh yeah. Um, who who is he said to to steal from? I can't remember. It's you can find it online. It doesn't matter. is it a real thing or is it mostly bull? It's pretty. It's pretty straight plagiarism. I mean, just some lines, you know, but... That is weird. Even so. Um, I was just thinking more along the lines of how he was... Said that he could not uh, write a woman, a woman character at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's true of a lot of people. Um, especially on HBO, I feel like. Uh, outstanding... Yeah, stupid girls. Terribly written. They really need to get some women working on that show. No, it's all Bruce Valanche. I know. Uh, outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series was Ty Burrell, which that was bullshit, I thought, when he got Andre Brower and Tony Hale on there. Yeah, but I like Ty Burrell, so I was okay with it. Eh. <coughs> Excuse me. He, he's Tony... already won like 50 times, though. And Tony Hale won last year. Yeah, so it should have been Andre Brower. It should have been. He was the best, for sure, but... If if it's going to be him, as long as it's not, I don't like the other guys from Modern Family as much as him. And who else is up there? The guy from Girls and Fred Armisen. Oh, I'd been okay with Fred Armisen. I don't. I don't think I would have been okay with Jesse Tyler Ferguson because I don't think he's nearly as good as Ty Burrow. No, he's not. Um, supporting actress in a comedy series went to Allison Janney for Mom. I, Who's awesome, but that's a terrible show. It is because she also won for uh, guest actress in, on Masters of Sex. So maybe. Although, this is a pretty weak... No, Anna, Anna, Anna Klumski should have won, yeah. Kate Mulgrew's better. Yeah, a lot of people better. Julie um, Bowen. Julie Bowen. Well, I don't know, and Allison Janney's pretty awesome, so maybe if I watched that show, I'd, I'd say she was doing, doing the best she could do with terrible writing, but I didn't watch the show. And That's really a shame. I really like I really like Allison Janney, and I really like Anna Faris. I wish I liked that show. Yeah. Well, uh, Louis C.K. did win for writing. Which was nice. Writing yeah, a comedy he, series. He gave a good speech, too. Uh, and that's all we're going to talk about. Anyway, so we were we were wrong. But uh, let's move on to 1970. Uh, let's look at films. 
So we have a list of the top 20 films of 1970. Have you looked at it yet? It's right in front of me. All right. Um, pretty interesting time. I mean, the number one movie of the year was Love Story, which is a huge piece of shit. Um, and then Airport was number two, which was, you know, it was Airport. Uh, you don't know, like Airport? I thought that was so funny. I think you're. I think you're thinking of uh, Top Secret. This was this was the original airport uh, disaster movie. Not not meant to be funny. Certainly funny. Um, Mash number three. So Mash and then Patton number four. Patton is good. Yeah. Uh. The, well, those two are both worthy. I think of being. Yeah. It's it's interesting that they're kind of. Uh, you see the diff. Well, we'll see the difference between. 2000 and then but because these were both like kind of smart academy pictures that did really well well um, even i mean not that i especially i've never seen love story I, oh, this isn't it written about al gore but i've never seen it but it's definitely not something that would be in a number one movie nowadays oh no well i don't know i mean it's basically the fault in their stars uh yeah but that, even the fault in their stars would not be number one that's it's true a, but there but there were no superhero movies back on this list so uh except for Patton. well yeah the original superhero woodstock uh documentary on the shitty terrible music festival that went on the year before um little big man dustin hoffman have not woodstock seen is it. directed by uh, martin scorsese right i he was like i don't think he was a director i think he was like the he uh, was just like a worker first ad or yeah who okay. knows um did not see Little Big Man. Supposed to be good with uh, Dustin Hoffman. That's the movie where he plays a character that ages from like 30 to 900 years old. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's like supposed to be 120 something or yeah. Um, the only thing I've heard about it is that and the the makeup effects were supposed to be good for the time. And then you get uh, of course the great Erinigrungren and the Kunsthoofs. Which uh, I had assumed was probably a porno, but it is not. Um, it's some weird sci-fi thing about... I don't know. About our world being colonized by aliens or some shit, anyway. Oh, I had assumed that's German. So that is not German? That's that's an alien language? Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, five Easy Pieces, another one that would not have made the top uh, 100 had it come out today, most likely. I, th- I think it'd make the top 100 just because it's like it would be Oscar bait. That's true. But definitely would not make the top 10. No. Um, and then the, Aristoc- the Aristocats uh, continuing the... Disney's string of horrible animation. Yeah, that was this is, this is not a, a period for Disney. And Five Easy Pieces is not... An especially good movie, but it does have that scene that everyone remembers with Jack Nicholson in a diner. Oh, I think it's a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's okay. It's I I would of this list. I don't think I would put it. I would put it uh, at least third. Okay. Behind Patton and Mash. Mash and I've not seen Little Big Man, so I don't know if it's as good as that. It's probably not as good as that. I just don't think it's that good of a movie. It's okay, but it's not classic. Then you've got uh, Anne Oak Eve, the Erotiska, which is, I, I don't know, Yugoslavian porn. So Oh, good. Yeah, that would, another one, I think it, it involves dwarves, from what I remember looking up. Um, and and uh, so that kind of shit was going on in 1970. 
that kind of shit was making the top 10 in 1970. Um, Wait, that really was porn? Yeah. Yeah, no, it totally was. It was about... Oh, man, it really was. Yeah. An erotic drama about a youthful bride-to-be who takes a holiday to Yugoslavia with a cynical and evil, evil lesbian film critic and murderess. That leads to debauchery, degradation, and a dwarf. Sounds like uh, uh, the Bruges movie. In Bruges? So, yeah, it sounds like uh, Tarantino will probably be remaking it soon as something else. Um, Until the, the script like leaks online and he refuses to do it. Beneath the Planet of the Apes, of course. Tora, 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 never saw it. Um, it's I assume it's about the uh, about ancient Greece, and they got their G key tuck, stuck on the typewriter and had to use an R instead because it was supposed to be toga toga toga. Um, on a clear day, you can see forever. I don't know some weird uh, uh, Barbara Streisand movie. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Okay, so here's an interesting thing about 1970. Uh, two two of these movies in the top 20 were rated X, uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls being the first one. And if I'm sure this is a movie we will do one day on this show. So have you seen it? I don't think so. I, th- I think I've seen other Russ Meyer movies, but not this one. Russ Meyer, Roger Ebert joint. <laughs> um, Chisholm, which I had no idea, but I got some hoary old John Wayne Western. I can't believe they were. these were still going in 1970. Um, Darling Lily, no idea. Myra, it's a print, Darling Lily is a Prince song, right? It is, but I don't know what it referred to in 1970. <laughs> it's not a Prince song, is it? No, it's Darling Nikki. Shoot. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe there's un, some unknown Darling Lily. It would have been. Oh, it's a Blake Edwards movie. Oh, with Julie Andrews, most likely. Oh, very good. And Rock Hudson. Rock! Myra Breckenridge, the second X-rated movie, uh, based on Gore Vidal's book, and um, supposedly one of the worst movies ever made. Got Raquel Welch and Farrah Fawcett in it. That's about the extent of my knowledge on it. Um, The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes, which I also thought might be a European porn, but it's not. Um... Trash. Mae West is also in Myra Breckenwich. Yes, she is. So, if that sounds like your cup of tea, uh, I bet I bet it's big among gay fans. As camp, we'll, we'll have to ask one of our gay friends. Uh, Trash, which was Paul Morrissey, uh, you know, another Andy Warhol. Rex Factory. Reed is also in Myra Breckenridge. Oh, so I bet he gave is the only one who gave it a good uh, review. Uh. The only game in town. Another one. I, I think I looked it up, but I have no idea. I don't remember anything about it. So anyway, Jim uh, Backus is also a Myra Breckenridge. The great uh, Mrs. Howell from Beverly Hillbillies. Andy Devine is also a Myra Breckenridge. So, I, I assume you you have the IMDb page up for Myra Breckenridge. And I'm just surprised by how many famous people are in this. Andy Devine must have been 100 years old by then. He's, do you know him? He sure, for the John Waters movies. He was in the John Waters movies? Yeah. Eight dog uh, shit. I think you're thinking of just, just plain Devine. This Duh. is Andy Devine. Oh. Uh, Probably I, her father. His father. 
No, I don't know who Andy Devine is. He's in those old westerns, and he was old, old, a lot of old time radio, and he talked like this. Oh, you sure it wasn't Devine? John Carradine was also in Myra Breckenridge. Well, I don't. Which one is John? Is he Kung Fu? I don't think so. Oh, I can't keep track of that goddamn family. I think it's the father. Oh, John Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so... Roger Carmel was also in Myra Breckenridge. It's strange that I've seen probably two of those movies. No, three. Let's see, Four. I saw MASH and Patton. I saw MASH, Patton, Love Story, and uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. So MASH, Patton, five, and, uh, five Easy Pieces. Oh, and Five Easy Pieces. Damn, that's not bad. For the I saw year of three. This is kind of a terrible. Man, I was really young when I saw these. I guess because I I was just born that year. So it's strange that I went to five movies that year. You think you saw these all in the theater? I assume so. Man, you have a good memory. I don't remember anything past last week. Should we move on to uh, TV? Yeah, it's a weird. It's very weird to have those two X-rated movies. Lo- and... This is a terrible, terrible, terrible year for movies. Um, I mean, it... there's a couple of good ones, but mostly it's bad. Well, let me as... see what one. As we're about to see, it's a terrible year for everything, really. I just, I just want to see what won the the Oscars for that year, to, to see how it matches up. I hope the movies that won were better than any of these. And I'm guessing Love Story won. I know George C. Scott won. Well, that was, yeah, that yeah that deserves it. Oh, so Patton won, okay. Patton Pat- won, and everything, Airport was nominated. For Best Picture or for a technical award? Best Picture, Airport was nominated for Best Picture and Lost. Okay, so Patton kind of swept up. Uh, Patton won for Best Picture and Best Director, Best Actor. Glenda Jackson won for Women in Love, which was not in the top 20. Yeah, looking at this top 20, I just have to assume that maybe there are probably only 22 films made during 1970. (laughs) Diary of a Mad Housewife was made, and that wasn't in the top 20. Well, I think the Barbara Streisand movie took away all those votes. The Landlord. I, I remember that being a good movie. I don't know if I saw it, just, or just maybe I just heard good things about The Landlord. So there was other smaller movies that were better than these top 20 movies, and that, that makes me pretty happy because these top 20 are, for the most part, not very good. And I'd say the the best would probably be Patton, but third best would be Five Easy Pieces, and I don't even like that that much. So I find it strange that you don't like that movie. I... Maybe I was just in a bad mood. I just thought it was boring. Oh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, huh. Well, goodbye then. Talk to you next year. 1971. The Let's let's move on to uh, TV. Yeah, it's well, it is weird just to think that you can get European porn in the top 20 back then. Um, whereas now, you know, they're going to do the Fifty Shades of Grey and make it PG-13. So it was a better time to be alive in some ways. And in far, far more ways, it was a way worse time to be alive. Um, which I we'll forgive you. Talk about now uh, with TV because this is such a shit show. I, I'm just gonna go through it. So we've got the top 25 here. There's maybe there's maybe two things on here worth worth watching. Uh, number one was Marcus Welby, MD. Not worth watching. What? Oh, you, you think... like that? No, no, not worth watching. Yeah, no, you're talking about Marcus Welby, MD. Yeah, no, it was, it was dumb as shit. Uh, the Flip Wilson show. Here's Lucy. I, I, 
I can't even keep track after I Love Lucy. I don't know which one this was. Um, but I assume it was in color, and she had the uh, frog on a pack of Marlboros a day voice by then. Ironside. I can't believe Ironside was still going in 1970. Oh, I thought it started around 1970. Did it? it? Oh, I, I'm confusing it with Perry Mason. I thought it was all black and white. No, no. Yeah, Perry Mason was all black and white. Ironside Ironside did have a good theme song. Don't remember it. That's not how it went, but I wanted to make some noise. Oh, so it was like early rave? Mm-hmm. Gunsmoke? Um, then you get ABC Movie of the so Week. So Gunsmoke, at this point, had probably been on for 20 years, and the, the main characters were barely in any of the episodes, and it was a terrible show. It was just about a, a, a retirement home out on the range. They, oh, at this point, it might have had Clint Eastwood. Was that was he in that? No, not Clint Eastwood. Charles Bronson, maybe. Somebody famous got on to Gunsmoke late in its run. Sherman Helmsley? Yep. He played Sheriff. Hawaii Five O was up there. Medical Center, Bonanza. Um, I don't even. Bonanza, know. I like Bonanza. We got a right to pick a little fight, Bonanza. Dun 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 dun. It's a terrible show, but I still like that it exists. These are all terrible. Uh, the FBI don't know what that hell that is. Probably didn't last long. Uh, Mod Squad. Well, didn't FBI have Ephraim Jun- uh, Zimblis Jr. or is that another FBI type show? That's Remington Steel. Uh, Mod Squad, Adam 12. I remember watching Adam 12 as a. I guess I watched a lot of TV too when I was zero years old. I'm wow. pretty sure Adam 12 was a. <clears throat> the Jack Webb, I think his name was the guy that did Dragnet. He also did Adam 12. Oh, and, it would make sense, yeah. And it was very pro police. Like, it was taken from the, the police department's files. In, uh, in not in a way that's like interesting, but in a way that makes the L.A. Police Department look as good as possible. Right, and they pro- and it probably had the dialogue like you all hopped up on goofballs. Uh, probably, yeah, but better actors saying it. I don't see how that's possible. Rowan and Martin's laughing. I can't believe that was still on. I consider that a total '60s, like '67, '68 well, type thing. Um, so 1970 is is the 70s technically, but it is only two years away from 1968, 1967. Right. No, I, I get that, but I, for some reason, didn't know that it went on uh, laughing past the 60s at all. I thought it was a very short-run show, and I remember they used to show it on Nick at Night, we've probably talked about it before, and uh, it was not funny one bit. Nope. Sock it to me? Yeah, I mean, that was weird, having the ghost of JFK on to say that. Mm-hmm. Made well, well, couldn't they have him? It lasted six seasons. Couldn't they have him until 73? And you're right, it started in 68. Couldn't they have him do, like, solve some crime or something? Why do they have to have him in a, on a comedy like, show? Like his own murder? Mm-hmm. That we still have no idea who did it? Right. Um, Wonderful World of Disney. I, so I guess that was a thing that far back. I mean, I remember it on Sunday nights. Um, and you would hope for a cartoon with Goofy or something, and but usually it was like some dumb Davy Crockett type live action thing. I don't remember Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah, it was it was worthless. Uh, Mayberry RFD, which is was awesomely bad. It had Ken Berry, and it was set in Mayberry, so it had some of the ancillary characters, but there's no Andy Griffith or, or Don Knotts. Right. So after May after the Andy Griffith show ended, they didn't want to lose those. Boop, boppo ratings, so they brought this Mayberry RFD out, and 
who knows how long it lasted, but I, it couldn't have been very long. They should have called it Kenberry RFD. They don't listen to you back then. They don't listen to you now. That's true. Three seasons it lasted. Uh, well, something that lasted much more than three seasons, uh, or maybe it just felt like it, uh, was the next entry, Hee Haw. Hee Haw is still running in some areas. It's been running for approximately 75 years. No one knows when it started or why it started, and no one knows how to stop it. Or how, it's like Max Headroom, how they even get it onto the broadcast networks. It just, they got like some kind of weird uh, jammer. What's Max Headroom? The Men from Shiloh is the next one. I don't know what that is. My Three Sons was still going in 1970. I do remember that transitioning from black and white to color. But the, Do you remember that transitioning from black and white to color? Or do I, you remember the fact that it did? Both. Apparently, as you say, my memory was quite good. Um, because I assume it transitioned while I was still in the womb. Uh, I, do, I can't even... This was one of those things where they had to, like, the sons all grew up, so they had to bring in, like, young dipshits, kind of like the Cousin Oliver syndrome, right? I think so. And also, My Three Sons started with Uncle Bub, and then it went to Uncle Charlie, I think. Yes. It was William Frawley originally, right? And then it was the dude with the really that... weird red uh, Caligula hair. Yeah, William Damaris, I think. Yeah. is actually pretty good in some old movies, but... As Uncle Charlie and My Three Sons, he was probably just sleeping while he played the role. Yeah. He I can be like angry. It. Yeah. The Doris Day Show. Jesus. That just had to be horrible. The Smith family don't know. Now Doris we get to... The Doris Day Show is uh, where Steve Martin got his start. Steve Martin started on the Doris Day Show? Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't on it, but he watched a lot. Oh, yeah. That it gave him his, his whole uh, persona. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that. He is kind of Doris Day-like. Uh, he he was in love with Rog Hudson for a while. The, now we get to the good, finally, the good stuff. Uh, Mary Tyler stuff? Moore show. Is there anything other than that that's good in this list? Uh, other than, well, I, oh, I think Carol you can make a case good. for the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. and, and it's Yeah, I say the Carol Burnett show is good. It, it might not hold up. But I think what they were doing was good, and it was a precursor to Saturday Night Live, and I bet it does hold up in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, and Dean Martin apparently had a show. Uh, where I think this was the show where he decided to discard the drunken character, and he just played a very sober. He sat at a desk, he smoked a cigarette, and he talked about news of the day. And it lasted and it like was two not, episodes. It was really, really popular at first, but then he started going off on uh, 9/11 theories, and it just went off the edge oh yeah dean um yeah so this was this was uh maybe a it's better in- year for for women on tv than 2000 uh we'll see <laughs> well, yeah yeah you, you do have uh, two shows with women in the title and one show that's actually really good you got three shows because you got i mean well mary tyler moore carol burnett and uh here's lucy oh oh four shows i didn't i was just looking at doris day mary tyler oh, moore and doris day yeah Carol Burnett and Lucy. Yeah, well, here's Lucy. Lucy's more caricature than a character, but she is a real person, so we'll include her. Is she? she it, well, I thought she was. I thought she was Desi Arnaz's uh, ventriloquist dummy for the longest time, but it's it it definitely shows you how things have changed. The fact that in the top twenty-five, two of the top twenty-five are movies of the week. Yeah, 
and most most weeks that movie of the week would just be a movie that was in the theaters a couple months before or half a year before yeah and nowadays it's i mean well it's probably been taken over by reality shows is like would be the new movie of the week type thing and why doesn't cbs have a movie of the week did they just not do that well yeah they were like man fuck all y'all we're the we're gonna be the rebel network, and they've continued to this day with uh, two and a half men. And, was uh, he so? He, here I I know you said that he Hall was not on a network, but how could it be in the top twenty five at any time in in our history? Was it on? A, yeah, it was on, that was on CBS. When I was a kid, it was exactly. still on TV. The Rebel but Network. It was it? But it was syndicated, and nobody nobody really watched it. It was like, didn't they syndicate? Yeah, it was syndicated. I was going to say it was on PBS, but they didn't syndicate it on PBS. It was just syndicated. Lawrence yeah, whoever, Welk's show whoever was on paid PBS. It. Yeah. During uh, the show's peak in popularity, I'm reading from Wikipedia, Hee Haw com- often competed in syndication against Lawrence Welk's show, a long-running ABC program, which had been canceled in 1971. Oh, and that went to PBS. Oh, they both syndicated. So Lawrence Welk was syndicated, too. Huh. Anyway, uh, how I don't know that I would like to see the suicide rates for this year because they had to be high. Had to well, be. Well, I I think the the sad thing is sad for them. More people were talking to each other, reading books, exercising well, instead of watching TV. That's, yeah, that's uh, I can't relate to that. So they weren't they weren't necessarily suiciding. Um, shall we move on to music? Yeah, so that's that's just fucking god awful, really. Mary Tyler Moore is the clear standout, um, and Carol Burnett, you know, it was groundbreaking. I think. Suicide and, rate for 1970: 13.2 death per 100,000 resident. Oh. Suicide rate for 2000: 10.4 went down by three. Oh, there you go. Uh, and you know, back in 1970, they, they didn't have the forensic knowledge to even determine how many were really suicides. So it was what, 13 something per 10,000? 13, 13.2 per a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand. So it's probably, yeah, I mean, it was probably actually closer to like 900,000 per a hundred thousand, but they just, you know, misdiagnosed how these people died. Oh, uh, uh, you make a good point. Between 1970 and 19, or actually between 1950 and 1990, it has that, you know, that plus minus after the number? Yeah. It says 900,000 plus minus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Music. Yeah, this is, again, well, talk about it a little. Maybe maybe the worst year for music ever. I don't know. It's going to be in the 70s somewhere. Um, Early 70s will be the worst year, but this is not great so uh number one well here why don't you read this time the top 10 number one was bridge over troubled water i like simon and garfunkel do not like this song that was the number one song yeah so how does simon and garfunkel relate to oats and garfunkel garfunkel and oats they're their uh garfunkel and oats are the great aunts of simon and garfunkel they long to be Parentheses, they long to be, parentheses, close to you. The Carpenters. Carpenters. Name, name, name themselves after ants for some reason. Um, yeah, so easy listening. Go on. American Woman, the guess who? 
booth hard rock. If your song's covered by Lenny Kravitz, uh, it's not a good song. Let's so honest. at the time they wrote this, they probably said, I hope Lenny Kravitz covers this. Yeah, they're they're like, I hope the son of that woman on the Jeffersons will one day uh, make a hit out of this all over again. Lenny Kravitz is the son of somebody on the Jeffersons? Roxy Roker. Oh, the, Helen. the upstairs neighbor? Yeah. I didn't know there was any relation. That's neat. Yeah. I thought I thought he was uh, um, the bewitched neighbor's son. No, no, uh, yeah. Roxy Roker and uh, and his father, uh, Tom, the white dude who played her husband on the show. That That is neat. Yeah. I'm looking this all up right now. All right, I'll go on with the list then. Uh, Raindrops keep falling. Oh. What? Raindrops keep falling on my head. Well, you said you're going to look stuff up. Yeah, but I I like to say it to hear you kind of throw up. Yeah, I did. Sorry you couldn't hear it. So you don't like raindrops keep falling on my head? No, it's that weird... uh, it's, It's the weird music that I don't even know where it comes from. Like, it's not rock. It's not... It's almost like lounge music, but not quite. It's like this weird twilight world of music where people just like made up their own shit out of nothing, but it still sounds like nothing when it's I don't, completed. I don't mind. Easy. I, I think it's easy listening, and it's, it's. I would never turn it on, but when it's on, I'm like, oh, that's nice. And it was in Spider-Man Part 2. War by Edwin Starr. All right, yeah, here, well, here's my point about this whole year 1970 uh without without soul or or r&b or whatever you want to call it it's that that was basically the only thing to get you through this time music wise ain't no mountain high enough diana ross all right let's keep going i'll be there the jackson five get ready rare earth yeah a, a white group on motown covering the Temptations. Or was it the Four Tops? And here's the one that will really make you angry. Let it be, the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah, the Beatles finally on the list at number nine. Um, not their best work, but at least the Beatles are up there. Number nine, geez. They really lost it by the time the 70s came around. I'm glad they broke up. Band of Gold, Free to Paint. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's, it's another R&B one. It's a great song. Um, oh, it's good. Okay. Yeah. And then. And that's the top ten. And the next song is a three dog night song. So I'm glad we're stopping. Yeah. Well, and after that is a Ray Stevens song. Everything is beautiful. Um. Yeah. Pretty terrible. And then you have, you got some Jackson Five on there, some Neil Diamond, uh, Dawn before they added Tony Orlando or before he inserted his name into there. But but then you've got you know. Uh, thank you for letting me be myself again, Sly and the Family Stone. Ooh, child, by the five stair steps. So, like, it's really... Fine, still delivered. I'm yours, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, it's really all about the soul back then, because um, everything else was... Rock was... Oh, in... there's there's some clearance. Uh, Credence, Clearwater. Credence, water yeah. Level. Credence was keeping it going. Uh, Instant Karma by John Lennon, his best solo song, so... Oh, and Kenny Rogers, Before You Won Country, is that right? Where Where's that? Oh, Kenny Rogers so... in the first edition. Yeah, that... So, that was his, like psychedelic band kind something's of. burning that's kind of a, I don't want to see that on a marquee well it does say they pre- performed R&B folk music and country music oh um, they did country too okay so I, th- I thought he made a complete change to country so it wasn't complete 
Yeah, I, I think, were they not the ones? Yeah, they did, uh, in 1967, drop, just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in, which was used in the Big Lebowski, which is more, uh, well, psychedelic for Kenny Rogers, anyway. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible year overall. You have some like the Kinks with Lola, but that's not a great Kink song. It's like a, it's like a gimmicky song. Um, yeah, terrible. Chicago's on there. BG Thomas is all over the place. Yeah, I just can't help believing. Um, yeah, terrible. Think uh, we should, we should really pay reparations for. Uh, to our black brothers and sisters for getting us through the early 70s. B.B. King. Um, oh, Glenn Campbell existed before Miami Vice? I thought he was just something... That, you're uh, thinking of Glenn Fry. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did not exist before Miami Vice, no. Oh, Glenn, was, Campbell. Glenn Campbell's the country guy, okay. Yeah, he was Rhinestone Cowboy, Wichita lineman. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm kind of ashamed to have been born in this year, um, pop culture wise. On the plus well, side, you know, you the, had Mary Tyler Moore. That was Mary Tyler Moore's first year, I imagine. I don't think uh, that existed in the '60s, did it? Nope, nope. So that's the first year. So you came in with that. So you came in with a a bang. Yeah, uh, I also came in with a bang when you think uh, that it was the year of uh, Kent State, where where you had a, a bunch of dirty hippies uh, provoking the police to shoot them, as you still see so often nowadays, not necessarily with hippies. No, the hippies have all been killed, so now it's it's just regular people they kill, which is hard for the police, and I feel for the police in this way, because it used to be if you saw long hair, small, saw a smelly guy, you just shot him. And now they, it's hard. It's really a lot harder for them to differentiate what white people to shoot, so they just just forget about it and just shoot black people. Makes yeah, yeah, makes it super easy. And plus, I mean, it's really hard, to, uh, much harder for them nowadays to just shoot one person because they're like in tanks and shit. So you know, they've got to blow up whole city blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, I think we've, I think we have uh, proven that 1970 was. Oh, what? Or what were the the best? What one? What are the best li- pieces of literature of 1970? Oh, That's shit. I didn't even. Maybe look that that'll up. be good. I'm guessing it's going to be love story again. Uh, all right, are you on it? I'm trying to look it up. 1970 in literature. Let's see. Uh, new books. This should be. Oh, why can't you give me a? Is there any kind of? Isn't there a New York Times? Oh, isn't there a New York Times? Adult New York list? Times bestseller list 1970. Oh my god, but it goes by week, this one that I'm on. Let's just look, I'll look at the first week, January 4th. Uh, the Godfather, by Mario Puzol. Uh The House on the Strand, Daphne du Maurier. 1970, it came out that early? Yeah. French wow. Lieutenant's Woman. Uh, in the House of Breed, The Inheritors, by Harold Robbins. Uh, and a bunch of shit that, oh, The Andromeda Strain, Michael Crichton. So wow, that, that too. I, I'm surprised both of those are that far back. But Love Story was written probably 1969, came out as a novel in 1970, and a movie. That's some that's some uh, quick work for Eric Siegel. Quick turnaround. Uh, well, let's look at the very last week, uh, December 27, 1970 fiction. Yeah, Love Story number one. Islands in the Stream by Ernest Hemingway, uh, also by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. 
Passenger to Frankfurt by Agatha Christie. Was she Wait, still alive then? That sounds preposterous. And yet it exists. Rich man, poor man. She was alive until 1976. God is an Englishman. She wrote 400 novels. Well, wrote is kind of kind. Being overly kind. Typed might be... I just just made a Truman Capote joke. Um, Yeah, I think we have determined that 1970 was indeed uh, the best year for... Godfather novels. In the form of Godfather novels and the Mary Tyler Moore show in history. Mm -hmm. So with that, why don't we take a quick break and we'll return with the year 2000, 2000, 2000. The year 2000. We'll be right back. We had a comrade... A brave comrade, he could talk for whole days But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing Steeplechasing Back with the year 2000, 1000, 1000. And the number one of the year movie of the year 2000 is so terrible. I always want to skip to t- number two if that's I, okay. With I you. was really shocked at it, especially when I saw some of the other stuff that was out that year. I'm, I'm really shocked that it won because it got, from what I remember, it got bad reviews. I never saw it. Number one is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I guess this was this was right at the point where Jim Carrey what, could do no wrong. Yeah. So that might be part of it. And I think Ron Howard's involved too, but I, I well, and Dr. Seuss, you know, yeah. And this is the first Dr. Seuss property that got turned into a live action movie. And he'd probably died not that long before this. And I guess all that combined to make it the number one movie of the year. And, but I'm just surprised that a, a, a holiday movie got number one movie of the year. This is crazy. Yeah. And, and, and I imagine the special effects weren't that huge. No. Yeah. I wouldn't think so. Uh, did you I, see it? No, I think I've probably only seen clips of it. And, okay, I thought and, maybe your kids were at the age that you might have seen it. No, I I I took them. I would always take them to see like Cronenberg uh, stuff. Well, as, as you should have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, I don't get that either. Uh, surprising, especially since, as you said, it probably came out. It came out in November, and it was the number one film of the year. Jesus. Um. Uh, number two, Castaway. Haven't seen it. I know that it is about Tom Hanks and a tennis ball, his best friend. Uh, have you seen Castaway? No. It, it's probably good enough, but I'm, I don't need to say it. I, I don't mind that being number. I don't mind that being in the top ten. It's it's a it's a it's a character study of this one guy. So it's it's not really a huge movie. It's not something that has like a bunch of special effects. So it's it's kind of interesting. That it's that it's that high. I guess it's. Just, Kind of wrote on Tom Hanks' back. Yeah, and they called it Castaway because Tom Hanks told the rest of the cast to go away. He was like, Castaway, yeah. And he's like, it's just going to be me. 
and Except my for the volleyball. tennis ball friend. Yes. Oh, tennis ball. Sorry. Um, Mission colon impossible two. Oh, it says I I. Oh, you're right. I I. So it's the Spanish version again. Uh, did, I also didn't see it. I saw it. I forget. I forget it. <laughs> I think it might be one of the ones that has Ving Rhames, and I love Ving Rhames, so it must have been great. I love anybody named Ving. Oh, right. This is the John Woo Mission Impossible, so there's lots of birds flying around. And this is the movie that made it so Doug Ray Scott couldn't be Wolverine. Who's Doug Ray Scott? Oh, because I do remember uh, uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Uh, came in at the last minute for, right, for the Wolverine thing. Right, because Mission Impossible 2 went over, and they had a, he was contracted to film scenes for Mission Impossible 2. He was originally cast as Wolverine, so Hugh, uh, Hugh Ackman got got the part in X-Men, and Doug Ray Scott didn't. Which is crazy, because you can't even picture anybody else as Wolverine. No, not and he's still doing it. He's like 60. Yeah, at he least. Really, Adam, Adam West. Apparently there's an Adam West documentary out now. I can't tell if the dude is in on the joke or not, Adam West. Oh, I think he's in on the joke. Is he? Okay, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know enough about him, but he's kind of had this revitalization of his career with doing this Family Guy stuff. I think he knows it's funny. I think. I mean, I think he probably knew the Batman stuff was funny too. Yeah, yeah. But when that Batman with Michael movie came, with Michael movie, Michael Keaton came out. He did say he he was disappointed they didn't ask him to play Batman. But that had to be like a pre, a pre-internet media joke thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Number four. Gladiator. Kind of shitty. I did see that. Yeah, I think that won the Oscar. Oddly, it did. Yeah, it not Oscar worthy for sure. I mean, no, it was it was a fine fine action movie. It looked good. Yeah. And, um, uh, uh, not Russell Crowe. Joaquin Phoenix was fun in it. What women want? How is that this that this this that high? Another movie that's not an action movie, a goofy movie where Mel Gibson, Helen Hunt was in that and in Castaway. Man, she made big money that year if she, if she got points. Oh, did Just, she play the tennis ball in Castaway? Hmm. Oh shit! I didn't even know that. How is this? So things are in 2000 aren't what I thought they would be. They, they, I thought there'd be more action movies in the top, but you have. Less action movies than I'd expect. I'd, I'd expect all across the board action, but there's a lot of non-action movies in the top ten. Yeah, and and this was kind of early days of superhero franchises. So yeah, superhero franchise, but any kind of like 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 the Mission Impossible's. I thought there'd be other. Yeah, of that's that ilk. That's true. Well, I haven't looked down the whole list. Um, I've just been looking at the top parts. But yeah, what women want. I mean, aside from being what it is, it's I I. I have a feeling it's also very kind of sexist and like plays into stereotypes a lot. I haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen it for either. sure. It's directed by a woman. Maybe that helped. Oh. We're hurt. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say that, but this was back before Mel Gibson hated Jewish people. Yeah. He, he loved them back then. And I think I, you, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think there's a scene in this movie where he knows what women want, so he just calls everyone sugar tits. I would imagine. I mean, well, <clears throat> the one thing he was right about, that because that is what women want. Um, but they couldn't call the movie sugar tits. No, because it's not 1970. No, exactly. 
and you know people are people are very concerned about sugar intake these days number six the perfect storm uh which i saw which was also yeah that was whatever this i think at this point people other than me still called mark Wahlberg marky mark oh i would think so too now it's pretty much just idiots like me but then i think everybody was calling the marky mark do you do you listen to douglas movies have you heard the mark Wahlberg dude on there Oh, there's a guy that sounds like Mark Wahlberg? He plays Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I should listen to that. So they do like Comedy Bang Bang where they have guys coming in claiming to be who they're not and being really funny? Yeah, I mean, like, Paula Tompkins comes on as Werner Herzog and stuff. Okay, that's neat. Yeah. Um, uh, and then number seven, we've got... Meet the Parents. Another non-action movie. Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro finally work together. The yeah, what people have been waiting for since. Man, Jay Roach had a lot of big movies when he was directing. I don't know if he's still working, but around this time period, he re- he directed a lot of comedies that made a lot of money. He did Austin Powers. He did this. He probably did the sequel to this. And uh, well, now I'm looking at the listing. Didn't do much else. Why was Roach ever considered proper for a last name? You don't meet people with a last name Cricket or Beetle. Well, I think probably came over on the his family came over on on the the bus the bus from Europe to to uh, the Statue of Liberty to see it. And when, you know when they came over to see the Statue of Liberty, they had to rename people. And the guy working at the Statue of Liberty thought it'd be a funny joke to name this fun, this family Roach. And it and then they just proliferated like roaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, until there's a roach in, in every hemisphere. Yeah, I I can see it. Um, <clears throat> number eight. Okay, now we get into the... I'm not going to speak on Meet the Parents, really. That, that was the... Was that the beginning of De Niro's downfall? I, I'm i not sure. It might have been... Uh, I, I think Analyze This might have come first. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it did. Um, yeah, so that was... I mean, because he did do... In the 80s, it was probably 88, 87, uh, Midnight Run, a comedy, that comedy with Charles Grodin, which was really good. Yeah, that, I mean, Meet the Parents is a funny movie, and I'm sure, I don't know about Analyze This, but Meet the Parents is a funny movie, it's just kind of silly. Midnight Run is just funny. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good movie, I think it's a good movie, I haven't seen it since it was on, it was like on cable a lot. It holds up. I think, I pro- I, I think it might. Uh, number eight's X-Men. Uh what what is this? Is this comic? This is two thousand. So this is when comic book movies came back. This was the first one to bring them back. This was before Spider Man, but well after Batman. Oh, this is and before th- Spider Man. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I, I would, don't know. I yeah, I think it, you might be right. I'm. Yeah, I think it's before the Raimi Spider Man. But yeah, so at this point, it was kind of fizzling out with those. like two thousand, I think. Uh, well, they'd after, done a couple shitty Batmans by then, right? I think it was after the last shitty Batman. It was after the George Clooney Batman. So the the, the Batman, Batman, uh, whatever you want to call the Tim Burton run, had had run its course and it was crap. So I think a lot of people thought there wouldn't be any more superhero movies. Superhero movies, and and they brought this X Men, and, and it did really well. I'm yeah. I'm actually kind of shocked that it was 14 years ago that this came out. I'm shocked it's such a short amount of time. Oh really? Yeah. It feels like forever ago. Uh, and it was good. It was not the best comic book movie, but it was a good start. Yeah. I think the Spider-Man that came out, I looked it up two years later, was better. And I they, and once Marvel 
got their own studio. It's just they've just gone much much better since then. And of course, Marvel would be disappointed if their movie came in eighth place. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, number nine. Now here we here we see a real renaissance in filmmaking. Uh, scary movie. A Wayne's Brother production. The original. Yeah. Which had Anna Faris. Yeah. So uh, the beginning of a lot of great things. There's a straight line from this to uh, Boyhood and uh, Mom. How's it get to Boyhood? Oh, I'm sure that kid watched one of these scary movies. Oh, you're right. And, and Link later refused to. So that's another straight line. Number 10 is What Lies Beneath. Which is some Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer, I don't know, horror movie? I never saw it. I guess. I don't remember seeing it, but it's interesting that Zemeckis had two movies in the top ten in the year 2000. And then he decided he didn't want to do movies anymore and just really creepy cartoons. Dinosaur is number 11, which I don't even remember. I mean, I vaguely remember it had that uh, that baby dinosaur who was always saying, like, feed the baby or whatever. Uh, but I, I don't remember much else about it besides that. Is that a real thing, or are you thinking of the TV show Dinosaurs? It was a ripoff of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, that, that must be what I'm thinking of. I have no idea what this dinosaur is, and the only actor that's listed, I guess, is a cartoonist, Hayden Panteros, and she must have been like four years old. Yeah, so she probably played the dinosaur, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. Uh, well, dinosaurs do have the brains of four-year-olds, so it all comes together. Number uh, twelve is a movie I enjoyed. Yeah, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, terrible title, but a good awesome movie. title. And, and they just have come out with a sequel for it, or they're making a sequel for it. Are, with the same cast? God, they got to be all old now. I don't. I think it's different characters altogether, so I don't know why it has. A, it's called a sequel, but. Uh, number thirteen, you got Aaron Chaco Snitch. What? What? What did you call it? Yeah, oh, it was a Simpsons reference. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Aaron Brockovich, which was. Eh, I like Soderbergh, but you know, I don't like when he gets like polemical. Like with this and and number fifteen on the list, also him traffic. You know, I like traffic. I like. I didn't mind this. I didn't remember it being Soderbergh, but I, I like both those movies. Yeah, and between and since them, you decide to skip it. Charlie's Angels, which yeah. has Drew Barrymore, so therefore it's good. And and Lucy Liu and oh and Bill Murray and apparently Bill Murray did not get along with the Angels. Nope. Apparently he talked a lot of shit about Lucy Liu and her acting talent. And I, so I had just read something somewhere, I did not follow up on it, about Bill Murray being accused of uh, domestic violence. Well, that sucks. His wife, like, fairly recently. So, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to tell tales out of school. But, I, yeah, that would be really a bummer if it's if it's a thing. Um, although he does look like he drinks a lot, still. Wow, I'm seeing, I'm, I just did a search and it looks like it's from 2008. Oh, so it's it all does in the look, past. It does. Oh, that's disappointing too. I'm just saying. I thought when you said recently, I thought it just just happened, but I'm surprised I'd never heard of it before. But yes, he does. If you look at his face, he looks like he drinks a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then you get into you know the Nutty Professor, two and Big Mama's house, um, and a bunch of other crap. Actually, Chicken Run was pretty good. Chicken Run, where is that? That that's, was. Yeah, that's at uh, twenty. That was really fun. That's the Wallace and Gromit guy. Should have been higher than How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Mel Gibson plays a role, but he, again, he's not he's not being anti-Semitic. No. Being this guy. And, oh, the Patriots there with Heath Ledger. Man, Mel Gibson was all over the place. It's it's hard to believe how popular he was at one time. It really is. Yeah, well, although he was never that good. No, it was he was not one of those guys who transitioned. Like, Tom Cruise could put in a, a performance where it's... It's 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 it is worthy of of critical acclaim. I don't think Mel Gibson ever was able to manage that. He's just he's a more of a movie star, a very charming personality, and he can carry a movie and be entertaining, but he could not be good. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. here's something that's shocking to me. Miss Congeniality came 14 years ago. Man. Oh man, not long enough ago for me. Oh, that movie makes me laugh. I like Sandra Bullock. Never saw it. Um. But I did, well, I won't bring it up because it was on another podcast. I'm not going to tell a story about it. But it, there was, they talked about her on uh, on How Did This Get Made on one of the episodes. Somebody who worked with her on that movie, and it was kind of funny to hear. I guess I'll have to listen to that episode. Thanks for... It, it was basically, um, there was a scene where uh, she was going to walk um, walk just across, you know, the room, let's say, or whatever. And, and she went to the director and said, hey why don't we put some objects in the way so that I can trip over them and make it really funny? <laughs> and that's what they ended up doing. So that's, that, that's exactly what I think of Miss Congeniality being like. Um, <laughs> and was it funny? That's the important thing. I, I, I'm doubting it, but you know, yeah. Oh, the emperor's new groove. That was not a, that was not a top shelf Disney movie. No, I think <laughs> I think of that as the end of their bad movies. I think after this is when the good ones started coming again. I hope I hope there's nothing as bad as this. Wait, I didn't I didn't like it. Maybe other people did. I'm sorry. Look, go down to number thirty three because I don't remember this shit at all. Chocolat? Oh. <laughs> no, right below that. Shaft. Shaft. Did they do a remake of Shaft? Oh, yeah, and I saw it, and it's not worth seeing. Christian Bale played the bad guy. Oh, man, that's a bad movie. Wow. So I guess you didn't say it. No. I don't even recall it. That was pretty bad. And Christian Bale, you think he could be bad? Samuel Jackson played Shaft. Oh, damn. John Singleton directed it. John Singleton thought he was going to do more. Well, he did Boys in the Hood, and then he turned to complete shit and did that poetic justice, and yeah. Poetic Justice is not a good movie. It's terrible. And okay. that's why, that's the one, like, uh, Janet Jackson plays, like, I don't know, some street poet person who, I don't know, drives an ice cream truck. I can't remember the goddamn movie. But uh, well, that's Tupac in it, right? That's Tupac, yeah. But but her poems were written by Maya Angelou, I think, for it. And they are and that's, terrible. And that's why you like Maya Angelou so much. Oh, so his last movie had, Ty, uh, what's his name, Tara Lautner in it. Oh, so, yeah, he's really fallen. Have you wait? Have you seen any of the Twilight movies? No. You should just watch the first one. Like I don't, I don't think it matters which one you watch. Really, it's it's, I I, I it's so boring that you'll be shocked. You will be like shocked at how boring it is. And were we talking about the fact that the last Twilight had a good director? No, I don't think so. Okay, the last Twilight had a good director, and I'm looking up who it is, and it shocks me that he would agree to do it. But he actually. From what I hear, the movies were much better than the ones before it. Scorsese? No. Oh. Keep guessing. It's close to that. Is it really? Um, is it uh, Armin Asante? Closer. Oh. How do, how do I find out who directed a movie? Is there a way to do that on the internet? 
not that I know of, but I think if you check out, uh, what is the name of that site? URBS? No. You are, uh, no, that's it. You're right. Wait a minute. What the hell am I talking about? It's not someone I've ever heard of. Wait, how many Twilight movies were there? I, don't I know. thought I five hundred. I thought I'd heard there was a good director, and I don't know this guy, so I guess I'm wrong. David Slade directed the the last Twilight. Who? David Spade. <laughs> David Slade. Oh. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what I was thinking. Well, anyway. Oh, oh wait, no, that's not the last one. There must have been more. Twilight movies, and I thought, yes. There was last, a part two of, yeah. This is There's part four, I guess. I, I thought there was only three books. The, the last one was directed by, I don't know, he did Gods and Monsters, which, are, oh, I guess he just wrote that. So maybe, let me see his director. Just the fact that he wrote Gods Gods and Monsters, and then he had to direct. No, he directed it, too. He directed Dreamgirls. He directed Gods and Monsters. He directed Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. And then he did the Twilight Saga. Literally everybody is tuned out by now. Uh, but at number 56, we do have Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, Man, that's too low. Two spaces below Dude, Where's My Car? So, Dude, uh, Where's My Car is a great movie. It's so funny. I didn't say a goddamn thing about it. Number 37 is Bring It On, another fun movie. Man, 2000 had a lot of fun fun movies. Not a lot of good movies, but a lot of fun movies. Reindeer Games, uh, I believe, was uh, Frankenheimer's last movie, but I could be mistaken. That's a uh, Ben Affleck movie, right? Yep. And uh, coming in at 96, although still beating Best in Show, uh, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> That's the, yeah. So, Ventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle never saw it. Number 90. No, That's I heard the, it was, that was another De Niro misstep. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, well, you maybe you think you're doing Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, you're going to do something good, but they did not do anything good. The 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 Sermon and Peabody movie that came out this year was much better than the reviews of that movie. Almost Famous. That's a well-liked movie that I've never seen. Yeah, it's funny. Whoa! Legend of Bagger Vance is that, that old? Oh, oh yeah. That. that was like that was like film while uh, Fresh Prince was still going, I think. No, it couldn't be. Um... Whatever happened to Alfonso Ribeiro? That's the real question. Because the uh, last I saw, and this was recent, he was hosting a game show on the Game Show Network. That can't be true. Is he really? Yeah, the show might be over, but that's the last I saw of him. You're talking about the guy from Fresh Pins, right? Yeah, because if there was a, a singular talent on that show, it was Alfonso Ribeiro, in my humble opinion. I am H.O. Let's move on to TV. Um... TV will definitely be so good and so much better than 1970 because movies weren't especially. Ah, actually, 1970 was so bad. Movies in 2000 were better. They were better. I, I think we could probably. Although I would say maybe nothing up to the level of Patton or Mash. Well, let's see what won the Oscar. That's pretty interesting as well for me. Like you say, everyone tuned out when I talk, but I think I took that more as an insult than a true statement. But it was also a true statement. Uh, best picture was American Beauty, which I like. Yeah, and, yeah. Wait, am I looking at the right year? I thought that was ninety nine, but it was probably a two thousand Oscars. So yeah. Okay, I don't want. So I want the. I want the next one. The two thousand one, yeah. So never mind. Not not so, American Beauty. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. If that won the Oscar, I would be really surprised. Gladiator won the Oscar. We already said oh, that. Oh right, yeah. Boo! Oh, this was a. So yeah, I don't think anything. Traffic is good, and uh, Crouching Tiger. Yeah, nothing comes up to. 
to I like Billy Elliot. Nothing comes up to Patton as far as I, I can see. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't know uh, Javier Bardem was ever nominated for something before he did the Coen Brothers movie. Oh, Quills came out that year. That was not bad. And I like Pollock. I like Pollock mostly because Marsha Gay Harden, and Marsha Gay Harden is awesome, and she should get more roles in movies because she's a terrific actress, and I don't know why she got stuck in a sitcom where she was perfect in, but she gets she get more good roles like she had in Pollock. I really like her as an actress. And probably as a person. I'm sure she's very nice. Yeah, uh, 70 had... Didn't have as many good movies, and it didn't definitely didn't have as much fun movies, but it had one movie that was better than everything on this list. Yeah. Um, so now we're going done with TV. your Marsha Gay Harden tirade. Yeah, I, I thought that was more of a love affair, but you thought it was a tirade. Yeah, I guess it was a tirade against the film industry. A one side, yeah. Love affair is kind of one-sided, which is more like stalking, but if you want to call She's it written back affair. every time I've written. Um, TV, number one, yeah. Stop writing me, but... It's still writing back. This was the beginning of of the reality show being popular. This was the golden age of television, the new golden age. So, of course, number one, Survivor. And this is not nothing to do with that song, right? I have the tiger, or mm-hmm. I will survive. Both. Or Soul Survivor. Man, Monday Night Football is lower than I would expect. Or I'm a survivor. Man, I don't like the background on this page either. No, it's horrible. And I'm sure all our listeners can read it. Let's do it like we did in olden days. If you're listening to this, please go to F-I-B-I-B-L-E-R dot C-H-E-Z dot C-O-M backslash TV stats backslash recent underscore data backslash 2000 dash 01 dot HTML. Yeah, it looks like it was designed in 2000 slash 01 dash 01. Um. Yes. Number two is ER, so ER is a pretty good show. It it was it 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 had a significant drop in quality after over time, but yeah, it was. Did it? I thought yeah, it was, they yeah. Did, they did a Christmas episode late late in the run, and uh, at the end of the it was like with that red haired fucker, and uh, you know nobody original was left, and and at the end they're like, what, what's that sound? They go outside and they hear sleigh bells going off in the <laughs> sky. I, was just, I, I yeah, I, it was the first time I shot my TV up like Elvis. Um, uh, three and four, both Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, because one was on Wednesday and one was on Tuesday. Man, that was popular for a bit. Friends was number five. That's kind of low, huh? Yeah, this is near the end of the run, right? So in 2000, probably. Friends probably started like 94, I'd say. You think? That's... Oh, yeah, the, I guess that's that could be friends started in a year that is going to be set on this page. Jeez. Why is it so hard to find first episode was September 22nd, 94 and last is 2004. So yeah, it's near the end. Yeah. Never a great show in my opinion, but people liked it. Um, I thought I'd get a little bit of, of commendation for guessing the exact right year for friends, but I guess not. Yeah. Monday night football is number six. And then you've got uh, Law and Order, uh, and then Everybody Loves Raymond, and then you've got they, they call that Law and Order. When you say that Law and Order, you should say Law and Order Prime to let people know that you're not speaking of the Law and Orders that don't have an, uh, anything else after the name. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just we should just call it uh, the Jerry Orbach Show, really. Well, that's confusing too because you might be thinking of uh, bread knobs and uh, boar sticks. 
Oh, that's was he in that? I hope he was. He was that. Um, yeah, so this is Law and Order Prime, or to make it clearer, Law and Order, just Law and Order, not SVU, Criminal Intent, or the British version. The US version, Law and Order. No other things. That's number seven. Yeah, and Everybody Loves Raymond, the the American version as well. Right. Every, well, the British version is Everybody Loves Ramon. And, and, yeah, and then there was all, also, of course, the sequel that was all just focused on the kids. Horrible. Um, you got more Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? The Practice. Was there a day during the week they didn't show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I see Wednesday, Tuesday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday. Is there any other days? I can't. No, there aren't. And I can't believe that uh, it was that popular that it was on that many times. Like, ABC must just not have been wanting to pay writers. Yeah. In yeah. This year. I, yeah, I don't get it. Um, well, they had to pay everyone who won a million dollars. Yeah, I don't think anybody ever did. That's uh, the that's the uh, the sad shame of this show. Nobody, well, you know, everybody somebody, wants to be a millionaire. That's the answer to your question. Who will be from this show? Nobody. So I don't know if you ever watched the show. When you get to the end and you're about to win a million dollars, you answer a question and you win a million dollars. But during the show, you have little little things that can help you, like question the audience. You can call your lifeline. So one episode, the guy got to the last question. If he answered this question correctly, he won a million dollars. If he got it wrong, he went home with nothing. So they asked him the question. He said, let me call my lifeline. So he called his father and he said to his father, dad, I'm about to win a million dollars. He didn't even ask him the question. And then the question was asked and he answered it incorrectly. And his father was still in the line. He said, you're an idiot and I hate you and hung up. That's good. Well, that's good TV. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes sense for it being number three. I assume that was a Wednesday episode. Um, Uh, I I think it was a Monday episode. But, yeah, I I know. what what I mean, it's still on in daytime now, uh, hosted by... uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah, Alfonso Ribeiro, weirdly enough. The practice. I don't think I realized that that was that popular. That had Delmet Mulrooney. But was that what turned into Boston Legal? Yes. Which was ridiculous. Um, it had, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy from Star Trek. Oh, John, uh, no, uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Boston Legal. Patrick Stewart, great Boston accent on that. For a limey. Um, yeah, and then you've got CSI, didn't know that was that old. The West Wing, Will and Grace. Um 60 minutes at number 15. Becker. How the hell did Becker score that high? <laughs> it must have been the first year and people were like, oh, Ted Danson. Just shoot me. Uh, one, uh, the example. You just skipped over Temptation Island. I don't know if you did that on purpose or uh, if it's just on my screen that I see Temptation Island. Well-known sequel to Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. Temptation Island where uh, Hervé Villachez I want to see the. Do you know what the point of to hit on Islanders? What? Do you know what the point of Temptation Island was? I it's not even about a, people fucking. Oh. I assume. I, I I don't know. It's American reality television program. In case you're wondering, it was American. In order to test the strength of the relationships, a group of singles. Oh, several couples agreed to live with a group of singles of the opposite sex. Oh God, that must have been terrible. Mark Wahlberg hosted all three editions. Well, obviously it was not terrible because it was number 17 for the year. There's someone who's named Mark Wahlberg who's not Marky Mark. Yeah, he hosts uh, Antiques Roadshow. 
Huh, I never heard of them. Yeah, got OCD. Um, oh, are you thinking of the guy who used to, to host a show on Nick where they had to do stuff on Nickelodeon? Yeah. That's, his name is Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. I didn't know that. Man, get some culture, dude. You don't watch uh, Antiques Roadshow? No. Uh, Wait, uh, what was the Nickelodeon show called? Uh, I think the Nickelodeon show was called Myra Breckenridge. Just Shoot Me is an example of that everybody uses of a terrible show. Mark Summers is the guy I'm thinking of. Thanks for making me feel like an idiot in front of our audience. Look up Mark Wahlberg. Well, I don't even know how you would look him up. You probably have to look up the other Double Mark Dare. Wahlberg. Mark's Double Dare. He hosted Double Dare. Yeah, and he's also go. OCD. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg hosts Antique Roadshow, but he didn't host Double Dare. Yeah. I think you confuse these two people into the same person. Well, those white people from Nickelodeon look alike to me. Mark Wahlberg's not white. Just Shoot Me is an example of, that everybody uses of a terrible show that had one great episode, and it's the episode with David Cross. And if you haven't seen it, you should go look it up. Frasier, we've talked about earlier, also starring Mark Wahlberg, the other one, as the dog. I want to know what the Weber show is. Oh, yeah. Was it like Steven Weber, possibly? Or was it just about grilling? Yeah, I think it's all about grilling. Oh, it's it's Cursed. Later renamed the Weber show as a sitcom that starts Steven Weber. Amy P. So his name Cursed first, and they thought that's not going to be popular enough. Steven Weber is such a big star, let's name it after him. Oh, Chris Elliott was in it. How did I not say it? it well, they changed the title in the middle of the first season. Let's be let's be honest. Chris Elliott in supporting roles is not is does not ensure quality. No, but I still like to see him. I mean, I I always enjoyed him in episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond, and his part was originally played by Paul Rubens. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, Everybody so, Loves Raymond. I think we talked about it a few times. It's not my favorite show, but it gets too much crap. It's a, it's a pretty good show. It gets it's a well lot written. of crap for yeah being a terrible sitcom, and it's not a terrible sitcom. No, it's it's. It's well written and it's well performed, it, and it's it does exactly what it sets to do. So yeah, I don't I don't understand why. Maybe because it was so popular, it was just backlash. I think it was backlash. It, uh, yeah, so it's a good show. And especially when you look at this time, uh, for sitcoms. Oh my God! Yes. What's I mean, What's better? I mean, Becker is up there, as we said. Just shoot me. Frasier, Friends, ha- I Friends can... has their fans, and Fra- yeah, Frasier might be a little bit better written, but I think. Raymond is the best sitcom from this era. I think I think everybody loves Raymond's actually funnier than Frasier, for sure. Um, Frasier, like I've said before, is kind of three's company to me, where it's all about a misunderstanding pretty much every episode. Yeah, it has a lot of that in it. it yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, I liked Yes Dear, but I might be the only person in the world. I, I man, I got into a Twitter battle uh, with one of the writers from Yes Dear <laughs> once, and I ended it by saying. I'm not going to take comedy advice from somebody who wrote on Yes, Dear. Well, <laughs> what's he writing on now? And what was the point of the battle? I can't remember. Uh, I, I can't even remember. And then I, and then I wrote him back, and I was like, I was like, sorry, that was a douchey thing to say, and blah blah blah. And then we ended up following each other. And then I left Twitter. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. These are all pretty terrible. I wish I was there to disagree with you and say Yes, Dear is a funny show. King of Queens was number 27. Yeah, another one that you're like, "Eh, I'll watch it if it's on. 
Oh, and look, the uh, Jerry Sandusky show, Touched by an Angel. Now, wait, that team wasn't called the Angels, was it? <laughs> 60 Minutes 2 is number 33. Oh, I'm sorry. 60 Minutes II. The Spanish version. Dharma and Greg, terrible. Um, Drew Carey's show, another one, terrible. Oh, I like Drew Carey's show. I don't think I like. I would like watching it now, but every actor from it, I do like seeing in other things. Not every actor, but many of the actors. You yeah. thought that was a terrible show? I actually don't care for Drew Carey. Maybe that's my... Oh, uh, yeah. That, I think if you don't care for the main person in the show, you are almost certainly not going to like the show. I think somebody should do like a Garfield without Garfield of the Drew Carey show and just cut Drew Carey out of every scene. Somebody get on that on YouTube. Ally McBeal was still that. on in 2000. I guess. I mean, I think Harrison Ford was probably just propping it up by that point. What about June? I guess that was a June Rivers show. Very timely, since she died. R.I.P. Joan Rivers. I I don't know what What About Joan was. I would assume it was Joan Cusack. Oh, and you were right. Oh. Oh, no it's, shit. It's a comment that aired for two seasons, and she was a star. A Chicago school teacher. That's too bad. Then, she's she's always fun. Yeah. It's, like, she never really gets a break, though. Produced by James L. Brooks. All right, let's get off. This is all kind of terrible stuff now. Get that well, of the show. Was there a time when it wasn't terrible? This 2000 was not a good year for network TV. That's oh, true. Oh, X Files number 50. Actually, I liked Malcolm in the Middle while it was on, yeah, too. That's that's all the way down 78. Malcolm in the Middle was good. The, this is near the end of Malcolm in the Middle, I think. Probably, yeah. The Brian Michael Cranston. Richard show. Um, Michael Richard show. <laughs> that was one season undone. Grounded for Life actually was not bad. And, that, and now a little relevance to 1970, the Gina Davis show. Of course, that wasn't in the top 25. That was number 58. That's an interesting point. 1970 had, that you, you actually brought up before, is 1970 had all those shows starring a woman. And in 2000 has, uh, in the top 10, zero. Well, but if you get down into, like, the 120s, there's got damn. quite a few. They, they've got uh, Felicity, Gilmore Girls, Sabrina the Teenage Weatch, uh... Wow, Sabrina the Teenage Weatch is on twice. They've got she's at one twenty eight for eight thirty and one thirty one for eight o'clock. So I guess they were loading it. Uh, Moesha to the N to the O to the Isha is on at uh, one thirty three. You'd think girlfriends would be a, a a choice for this list, but that actually is an all male cast. Yeah, I know. Weird. It was on UPN and it was a, a bunch of guys talking talking about their girlfriends. Uh, I like to drink uh, a Moesha and Coke every now and then. I look at 124. The 124th most popular show of the year 2000 was extremely... It's the kind of show that you'll be able to watch 100 years from now and still laugh at it. And it was called Dot Comedy. Yeah, it, because it was so timeless. Mm-hmm. Even the title. Look, oh, number 140 is Nikki, based on Prince's song Darling Nikki as well. Oh, it looks like Dot Comedy was basically just... Uh, that show that uh, you like that comes on after Colbert. Oh, at midnight. Mm-hmm. They're just making stuff fun of stuff that happens on the internet. Yeah. So oh, and the Sklar brothers were involved. That's kind of funny. Strange. I mean, okay. Strange that this list goes all the way up to 157, but that just shows you. Uh, how the TV landscapes change. Yeah, well, we've been going on forever. Oh, speaking of weird sports, this is the year that XF, that NBC tried to do XFL. Oh, I guess not. It says UPN. I don't think XFL was on UPN. 
Anyway, there is an attempt by Vince McMahon of WWE Wrestling, or WWF it used to be called, and NBC to create a rival football network, and they called it XFL, and it was a huge flop. That's shocking that Vince McMahon trying to do football would be a flop. But uh, I guess that was right when the dot-com bubble burst, so it's probably just an economics thing. Nobody was willing to invest anymore. If they would do it now, it would, it would probably be a huge success because Vince McMahon is a great businessman. Much like uh, Donald Trump. Who I believe is somehow related to Vince McMahon. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I, maybe, probably one of them grew off the other's back at some point and just sprouted like some old uh, Greek god. Music for 2000. So yeah, it was... It was not terrible, actually, 2000 TV. I mean, it was not great, but there was some decent stuff. I don't stuff. know. It was pretty terrible. What was the decent stuff? Was, I think, uh, well, you know, ER was up there. Oh, yeah. I, uh, guess, I guess when we were comparing it to 1970, it was not bad. There were some good sitcoms and some good dramas, but there's just so much. I mean, when you look at the list in, in the top ten, half of the top ten is who wants to be a millionaire. That's true. No, yeah. But for scripted stuff, there was some yeah. good Yeah, you have West. Things. I think that's still, the West Wing was still pretty good. Even uh, Law and Order was good back then. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Law and Order was good its entire run. Law and Order it, Prime, yeah. Well, yeah, not not the SVU or I guess uh, SVU. Oh yeah, there's SVU. Maybe Criminal. Of, that yeah, wasn't. I stopped watching Law and Order when uh, Blackish um, and uh, and Suburgatory were the two main cops. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it was still kicking by that point. But um, are you referencing? You are you calling an actor by a, a show that he's not even on? No, I'm calling him by a show. He's he's on that show. On. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was still on that show where he has kids with a. a, a no, a they canceled that motherfucker. The one with uh, Meadow Soprano and stuff. Oh, I didn't know she was in this. Yeah. That that got canceled. Like, oh yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do with my Tuesday nights. NBC should learn its lesson by now that they cannot put on sitcoms with a studio audience. Are we going to do another episode this year where each we, we talk about all the new shows? Yeah, we are. Okay. When will that air? Uh, it's gonna it's got to come out like uh, probably the last one of September. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. I th- we'll have special guest uh, my girlfriend on for that because I know she will enjoy talking shit about these shows. Um, let's move on to music. I've actually already seen two of the shows because... Hulu has previews of a couple new fall shows up already. I guess she doesn't have a name. Music. What two shows have you seen? Uh, I can't remember the names of them. One of them has uh, the dude from Harold and Kumar, and he's making uh, he's making over a shallow woman at his work. It's basically My Fair Lady set in the present day. Oh, uh, okay. Um, oh, I think it is... Shit. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Um, and the other one was really fucking terrible, and it had a oh, it's A to Z. That's the name of the other one. You should watch oh, it on God. Hulu. It's oh it's God, fucking the, the bad. Terrible. I'm looking forward to Madam Secretary. Don't know what that is. But it's a new show. Talking that... about Hillary's 2016 presidential run. Well, no, that that would mean I'm looking forward to Madam President. But she's not no, president yet. Taya Leone is. It plays the Secretary of State of the oh, United States. Oh, right. 
and I like Taya Leone, and I'm glad that she's gotten a show. And it hopefully will be better than her former show, which might have had Chris Elliott in it at some point. Probably. It definitely uh, had George Wendt. Oh, yeah. What, a, what the hell, man? Uh, Jason Sudeikis' uncle. I think... Music. Uh, yeah, I'm try- I'm looking at these and trying to see how many of these I actually know. So the top ten for 2000. Uh, number one, Breathe by Faith Hill. I don't think I know what it is. I might if I heard it, but I don't recognize it. Did you it's, listen to it? Yeah, it's this Faith Hill, and there's a little accordion, and she's just breathing real heavy. Oh, that actually sounds kind of cool. It is. It's I'm I'm shocked that it's number one because it's kind of it's it's absurd and it's kind of subversive, but yeah, whatever. It's good. Number two, Satan featuring Rob Thomas with Smooth. Um, I, my, my list says Santana. Oh, maybe, yeah. This song, this Smooth song, I think maybe it got a little airplay. It possibly. I mean, who knows? By 2000, to make it to number two, you had to, you know, sell like 125 copies. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a horrendous song. Um, I seem to remember hearing that. In the year 2000, and probably every year since then, and stopping in 2007, everywhere I went, anywhere at all times, and I never played it in my house by my choice, but it still played somehow. It is notable for um, for combining the two worst people from two completely different eras of rock uh, into one big shit sandwich. Jerry Lee Lewis and Kurt Cobain? Number three, I don't know, is also Satan, but this one's featuring the product GNB, Maria Maria. I assume it's a West Side Story cover. Uh, number four, I want to know by Joe. Do you know any of these? <laughs> no, I, I, I've we've talked before that from there's early 2000s. I did not hear any any Britney Spears or any of these. Any any song that played on the radio, I never heard. So no, I've not heard any of these except, except for Smooth. Yeah, I'm gonna keep going through. Uh, Everything you want, Vertical Horizon. Nope. Um, say my name, Destiny's Child. Okay, there we go. I, I'm down with that one. Some pop in there. Uh, I knew I did loved. Any, did any did anything, Destiny's Child? Did anyone famous come about from that band? Nope. Weirdly enough, you would you would have thought, um, but no, they. They broke up, and uh, pop history was just went on. Savage Garden, I knew I loved you. I just, I, I think I know what Savage Garden sounds like from their name. Uh, which you is mean like, it's like a bunch of plants that are really angry at each other? Kind of, yeah, like Nickelback Light, uh, I, which in their case it's a bunch of vegetables. Um, uh, Amazed by Lone Star, Bent by Matchbox Twenty, Terrible. Um, so Rob Thomas is in this twice. This is a pretty terrible title. This this next one. He wasn't man enough by Tony Braxton. When will the man bashing stop? God, it seems it looks like it's been the whole the whole 21st century so far. Uh, and this wasn't even the 21st century yet because there was no year zero. Uh, so it started the last year of the 20th century. Uh, all the all the hatred of men and uh, the beginning of our oppression in the culture. Well, not the beginning, but the height, obviously. I assume she's referring to a white man, too, so I, I'm sure we can just throw that in there. Uh, Tony. Prep- 
perpetuating stereotypes. Oh, and then you would get the Creed with higher at number 11. Uh, Destiny's Child with Jumpin' Jumpin' at number 13. That's a that's a great song. I went to a garbage museum last weekend, and this guy put together a, a thing in a, in a... I guess this is his backyard, or it might have been anybody's backyard, where he collected all the garbage that was in the creek that was there. Like, you know, plastic pieces of toy and stuff from McDonald's. All that kind of stuff you wouldn't want to find in the creek and it's plastic so it lasts forever and he he cut it into interesting shapes and he he put together a i don't know what to call it but it's not i guess it's a sculpture and he just hangs it around and he has little scientific facts all around and the one thing i did notice is was a a, a creed album and i just thought that that no creek uh, deserves that and are you sure that this was a museum and not just some uh psychopath's house John, are we ever sure of anything in this no. life? That's true. Everything's relative. Thong song, Cisco, number 14. Thong, speaking thong, of, thong, thong, thong. Speaking of Suburgatory Guy. Oh. Not Sisto. Oh, si- oh, yeah, Jeremy Sisto. But they're most likely related. Um, yeah, this is kind of terrible. <laughs> this is worse than I thought it would be. This is actually as bad as 1970, maybe. Um, yeah. Again, Wait, you know what? It's a largely R&B that that saves this list. Um, Even some of the R&B is not good. No, well, some of it's terrible, but music by Madonna is not bad. Um, oh, that's the that's the um, was that her that Ray of Light? Is that from Ray of Light or is oh, that? Oh no, it's after. I like Ray of Light a lot. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, this is oh. Macy Gray, I try, not bad. But Missy yeah. Elliott, I like. I think I like Missy Elliott. I don't know if I like this specific song. Creed. You got some. You still got some boy bands going. You got Backstreet Boys and NSYNC making the chart. <laughs> uh, but I don't know either of these songs. Yeah, more Creed, Blink One Eighty Two. Ugh. The real Slim Shady is not, is that low? I would think that would be a lot higher. Eminem. But making up for that at number 50 is uh, Sting featuring Cheb Mommy. Wow, Sting on any list. One thing I'll say about Sting is he always looks like he's about 25. That's true. Um, But, you know, I I think the... Man, I'm getting an echo. I think the reason Sting uh, rates so high on this list is because, you know, like Crate and Barrel has to buy music to play in their stores. Um, yeah, Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. See, this is like Disposable Pop and R&B are actually the strongest songs on the list. And, I mean, not that they're, it's all that way because you've got Jessica Simpson stuff too that's terrible. But Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. Uh, Jay-Z. Red Hot Chili Peppers. And finally, peppers. a good song. Jennifer Lopez is waiting for tonight. What number is she? Oh, well, maybe you missed uh, Kid Rock with Only God Knows Why. I think I like Aaliyah. The name seems... Is, is her music good? It's... it's the uh, familiar. Yeah, I don't know if you would like it, actually. Um, okay. I don't I, know who I'm thinking of. Although I do like Erica Badu, who is also on the list at number 69 with Bag Lady. But... Um, my doctor so, Trey is think, still making music. Sorry, go ahead. It, it turns out that you and I don't like movies. 
Oh, well, we kind of like movies. We definitely don't like TV. And we don't like music. Yeah, it's weird that we're doing a pop culture co- podcast. I guess we should just focus strictly on literature. No, we don't like that either. That's true. What should we focus on? I mean, eyes. Well, yeah, especially if you read a book and not an audio book. Which brings us to our ad for Audible. And her pastor is Pat and John. You get 15% off. A great way to read books when you can't talk. None of this is true. Uh, excludes oh, all 50 true. U.S. states. What was, what was our ad? Audible. Do you... Do you uh, well, Audible. Do you resent the sense of sight? That's all I remember from our earlier ad for Audible. Um, yeah. I guess we, we kind of picked some bad years, but... To be fair, when you're looking at at the top, the top ten or top hundred lists of years for anything, it's it's always going to be a mix of pretty terrible stuff. I don't know. Last time we did this, our that's movie, true. 1980 was was pretty kick ass. Was it 1980 that had that badass list where every single movie was good and it yep. was we're shocked? Yes, that was awesome. Oh well, 1970 wasn't so good. I guess not all the zero years can be good. Um. All right. Well, I I think Jesus Christ is. What is this episode going to be, like five hours? I guess we should get to... Uh, well, what did, what did we learn, first of all? Did we learn anything? We learned that 1970 and 2000 both had a lot of really crappy music. And we learned that there really was is, was less... There were less women in TV in 2000 compared to 1970. And we learned that... Um, uh, we would rather have a lot of good movies than one really good, really great one. Yeah, I think so. And 99-2000 was about the beginning of the downfall of Robert De Niro. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, all right. Well, then let's get to recommendations. Asians. Asians. You want to go first? You can go first. I will think about mine. All right. So I am... Uh, I am breaking all the rules with this one because this is something I have not seen. And yet I'm going to recommend it. Uh, No, I think you'll see why it is fair uh, when I tell you what it is. So uh, Duran Duran played a concert in the year 2011 in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, you know how they do those, those nights at movie theaters where they like, it's a one night only thing and they'll show a concert or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're, they're showing this concert uh, coming up. It was shot at uh, LA's Mayan Theater, and uh, but the the cool thing about this is that it was directed by David Lynch. That's so neat. there's going to be a one night only in theaters. It's unfortunately in San Francisco, a night that I have class, so I'll not be able to see it. But I'm going to recommend people go see the David Lynch directed Duran Duran concert film. Uh, which I cannot find the name for. Unstaged. I don't understand why it can only be one night. It, like Sometimes it's kind of neat because they're doing it live, but this was a concert from 2011, right? I think it was, it's in David Lynch's uh, writer. All his, all his movies, one night only, in theaters. Uh, yeah, Unstaged. That's the name of it. That's my recommendation. Did I already recommend Ancillary Justice, the I, novel? I would have had to listen to your recommendations to know that. 
Well, if I didn't, I'm going to recommend it this time. It was a, a well-written novel set. It's set in who knows when. It's science fiction. But interesting uh, viewpoints on gender, sense of self, uh, fun story, adventure story, well-written, won a bunch of awards. Go read it. All right. What is it called again? Ancillary Justice. Ancillary Justice and uh, Unstaged. All right, and um, our next episode is probably going to be Days and Confused versus Boyhood, finally. I'm thinking, can we say that with some degree of certainty, maybe? We'll see. All right. Anyway. Oh, this is a series of things, this unstaged, unless this is something different. Oh, it could be. Well, that... Looks like Arcade Fire had one, and it was directed by Terry Gilliam. That can't be true. Uh, so... Farrell had one directed by Spike Lee. So the David Lynch, uh, King of the, Kings of Leon had Fred Armisen. The David Lynch one then is the one to look for for the unstaged. I did not know it was a series. I guess they 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 can't come up with a, a separate name for everyone because it would be too hard to uh, put on the marquee for just one night. So they just keep it up. Um. Yeah, that's it. You, uh, listen to us. No, don't see. I can't. I can't even start it right. Go ahead. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends to listen. Uh, write it to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Add us on Tumblr. Add us on Twitter. And uh, rate us highly on iTunes. Can I say don't add us on Twitter? We don't. We don't do anything on Twitter. Maybe we'll start if enough of you add us. Probably not. We might. And almost certainly we'll add you back eventually. Almost and we certainly. Have Almost certainly. It took me, there's like three people at us and it took me about six months to add them, but I did. And that's it. We're good at social media. Oh, uh, right. Oh, uh, I, we did get some letters in the mail, but we'll wait till next time to read them. Did we actually or? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Advice, advice letters. All right. Well, so we'll answer some advice questions next time. Uh, and until then, everybody, goodbye. Goodbye.